Carefree Black Nerd is available on iTunes and SoundCloud and carefreeblacknerd.com. Please rate and review on iTunes, like, share, and comment on SoundCloud. Of course, let's keep this conversation going. Live tweet with me when you're listening to these episodes. Give me a quick little live tweet. Stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. Yeah, that's that. (laughs) Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I'm your host, Frank Coleman. And this issue covers Ashley Barton. Now, before I get into this issue, many apologies. I've been on a slight hiatus. There's been Life has been hitting me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> it has been some things I couldn't help but move around. There have been some things that I couldn't help but move me around. So hopefully I'm back. Um, <laughs> and here we are. Uh, let's see. Also, before I start, if you take a look at uh, Friend of the Show, The Man Podcast, I'm on iTunes and SoundCloud. I believe the 12th issue... Excuse me, 12th episode. I was a guest on there along with uh, Mr. Al Sweets of the Right Man Child podcast. I'll leave a link in the show notes um, of this episode. But, um, but yeah, so that's where I've been. If you could catch me here last week, you could catch me there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to start with Ashley Barton this week. Ashley is a character who I vaguely knew about from the images I saw but didn't really know about um in this convoluted comics world <laughs> she um she is it was she was interesting and I'm glad I found this character uh first and foremost she is a Marvel Comics character uh she was created by Mark Millar and Steve McNiven uh, she first appeared back in 2008 uh, in Wolverine number 67. Um, yeah, she she got a lot going on. Um, let's see. How will I go about this? Ashley is <laughs> well. The cat's out of the bag. She's Spider Woman. She is the Black Spider Woman. Um, her current alias is just Spider Woman. Um, former have been Spider Bitch and Spider Girl. And <clears throat> here's where it gets interesting for me because I thought in the world of Marvel where there are literally <laughs> 6,000, it feels like, Spider people running around that she was um, just a character created in some alternate timeline. Ashley is from Earth 807128 which apparently is the old man Logan alternate future where like all the superheroes are dead and he's like going on this mission to um, kill everyone but then he realizes that he's actually in our timeline and the people he's trying to kill um, haven't wronged him it's the, it was their alternate selves so it's a very um, comic booky timeline <laughs> but that's where we do get old man Logan who for me I actually favor more than Wolverine so before we get into Ashley, let's back this up a few steps because um Ashley is she has royal blood. She has that royal lineage uh, <laughs> because her um 
unlike a lot of other spider characters she actually um comes from peter parker uh in this timeline peter parker has a daughter um with an unnamed black woman which is <laughs> exactly what it said that this was an uh, an unnamed black woman and so we're not even going to get into how fucked up that is when he's had relationships with several other people who've had fleshed out backgrounds and stories but i'll try to suspend my frustration for now um and he had a um um a daughter and her name was tanya now tanya was created by scott labdale and chris pachalo my two favorite uh <laughs> creative teams the creators of generation x um she first appeared in wolverine number 67 in 2008 uh her alias is the daughter of the spider she is american um and relatives are uh ashley barton who is her daughter and clint barton her ex-husband peter parker is her father and an unnamed deceased um an unnamed mother and a deceased um Oh, okay, I'm fucking this up already. Peter Parker was her father, an unnamed black woman was her mother, who was deceased. Um, Aunt May, of course, and Uncle Ben. Tanya is the youngest daughter of Spider-Man to an unnamed black woman. She is the third wife of Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, and they had one daughter, Ashley. After Clint abandoned their family, she took to a life of she took <laughs> to life as a mechanic to provide for her pa- her family with the robotic helper Ultron. Which I have not read this run, but I am going to go crazy on Comicsology and and deplete my savings account on this because I had no idea. First of first of all, let's break this down a little bit. Peter Parker is one of the most, if not the most, iconic Marvel characters there is. Period. Regardless of how you feel about him, regardless of how his stories have unfolded over the years, when you think of Marvel, you're nine times out of ten are going straight for Spider-Man. Yes, I'm a fan of the X-Men and the Mutants, but I won't deny that Spider-Man had, was like the figurehead for quite some time. So we have Spider-Man Peter Parker. In this timeline, he... I don't know if this was a hookup. I don't know if this was a relationship. It had to be something halfway serious um, for the way it's being laid out to me just doing this research. Peter Parker had his youngest child by this black woman. This child in this universe um, has been with Hawkeye, which I don't really care for Hawkeye already, but for anyone who isn't familiar, if you've seen the Avenger movies, you know who Hawkeye is. The guy with the choir and the bow and arrow and whatever he's not a uh, mutant he's not super enhanced he's just really as far as i know he's just really uh, precise and great with a bow and arrow and fighting skills and all that this woman has a relationship with him and that's what kind of pissed me off about this tanya character is that this is a black woman and her claim to fame is that her father is spider-man peter parker and that her ex-husband is hawkeye if she's unnamed with no fleshed out story that's really all you can point to well, that's the um, most significant things that, or more substantial things that you could point to is her relationship with these two men, albeit these two white men, cis heteroid white men, but these two men. Um, and it, that kind of pissed me off because how long would it take to, because I think Claremont did this a lot. Um, I listened to the podcast, um, Jay and Miles Explains the X-Men, and they <laughs> went through the uh, gold and silver age of X-Men comics and shown how 
uh, lots of times you get detailed explanations of characters who will be like maybe just security guards standing by a door or someone who worked in a coffee shop. They'd be dead in the next panel, but you get this rich, thought-out history. And I'm like, what? how hard could it have been to throw in a few dialogue boxes or a few, um, I don't know, little flashbacks within two or three panels to flesh out this black woman? But I digress. Um, Tanya, <clears throat> um, the the daughter of Peter Parker, um, it doesn't say that she has any abilities at all. Um, it just says that she is the daughter of the spider. <laughs> but in this universe, Clint abandons her and their family. She takes the life as a mechanic to provide for her family. Her robotic helper is Ultron. If you know anything about the Avengers movies, Age of Ultron was like, regardless of how you feel about the movie, be it trash to you or be it good, Ultron was a significant villain. Like, again, regardless of your feelings on the movie, he is the big bad of that movie. Regardless to, I don't know, the special... There's no denying that he was a, a threat. And so, for Ultron, this significant, huge threat in the movies to be <laughs> the daughter of the spider this black woman or excuse me i don't want to i guess erase her she is biracial so i hope i'm not being i don't know problematic in that way um but she her husband left her so she has no support there she becomes a mechanic and her helper is ultra like i know in alternate timelines as i discussed in the um corporal scott summers the black cyclops um issue that timelines are altered slightly so some things are different so ultron could just be like a little r2d2 but the very fact that ultron is her helper and being a mechanic like that <laughs> i don't know maybe it's just a big deal to me it should be a big deal to you if it's not you you better make it a big deal to you because this isn't freaking important <laughs> no but i just thought that was so interesting that this woman whose mother has no fleshed out history whose husband has left her and whose father is uh, the one of the most iconic characters in the marvel universe she fixing on cars and whatever the else the hell she's doing she has ultron so that she she has to have something going on there something that i've missed in the research of her because that which is making me want to just get this entire run of old man logan because there's i don't think just doing the research gives it justice i need to look through these pages and read her on panel and see what the heck is going on because <laughs> ultron is her helper <laughs> but now that i've done i'm done fanning out over uh tanya tanya parker barton <laughs> moving on um ashley barton is tanya's daughter um so she is biracial as well but she is referred to as the black spider woman so we're gonna go with that <coughs> excuse me so her mother is tanya barton her father is clint barton aka hawkeye grandfather is peter parker unnamed grandmother deceased is this random black woman aunt may and uncle ben her great aunt and great um great grand aunt and uncle and all that, whatever ashley is a very proficient in unarmed combat and ashley has superhuman strength and this is where um this became very interesting to me because spider-man is not a mutant ashley is a mutant um i'm sure there's something going on with that bloodline just in general even if she wasn't a mutant you're inheriting these powers from your um 
from your grandfather but here it doesn't say that she does anything related to Peter Parker and like her powers do not mirror his aside from her super strength it doesn't say anything about her shooting web or you know having a spider sense or having that like all intents and purposes she's literally just a mutant who's a descendant of spider-man she adorns her own version of the original spider-man costume but she is not she does not have the um the powers that he has she can't swing from buildings she like so i thought that was interesting as well that she took up the mantle of spider-woman um well really having no spider abilities outside of the super strength and the super strength is her mutation and her ex gene is not necessarily passed down from her father um so i thought that was interesting so in this alternate future timeline of old man logan um she um she excuse me ashley as a child she trained with her father hawkeye and learned about a time when heroes ruled the world and blah blah whatever it's also known that her father abandoned her family which is like mm, well how much training did she get done with him if he abandoned them while she was a young child when you say young child for me i'm thinking maybe six to eight ish and things stick with you yeah but what i, I don't i don't i don't i mean it's comics so it, you can suspend belief there but i don't kind of don't see it but i'm gonna go with it she um so her of course her father abandoned her and they don't say they don't mention any reason why he abandoned her and i'm sure someone can recon it to be on this thing where oh i didn't want my family hurt and xyz but that's still trash because again you know that you come from a time where heroes ruled quote unquote and so there are things that you can do that aren't leaving my family to I don't know, fend for themselves when I'm the head of this family and, you know, whatever. And I'm, I don't, I didn't find out when her powers manifested, um, because even reading through this, I'll tell you the point at which they say, um, they, they pinpoint as her power, um, being used. And I thought it, this was very odd with her because she, for me, in all, all intents and purposes, actually is just a human. Um, I'll get, to, I'll explain that when I get to it. But I'm um, known that her father abandoned her, and as a young woman, she wears this um, kind of her own updated version of the old Spider-Man costume. Uh, she band together with a few new brave new age costume fighters modeled after the, the Avengers and attacked the Kingpins in Las Vegas. Now, in this timeline. The Kingpin, I think, is Luke Cage, which is, I, I mean, this is another character of color, so that's great, but he um, also first appeared in Wolverine number 68, 2008, created by Mark Millar and Steve McNiven. Um, he, uh, 210 pounds, 6'1", black, bald head, and what leads me to think that he is... Um, the alternate versions of Luke Cage is because it says like nothing is known about his past um he but he emulates the more flashy aspects of the good lord okay <laughs> rewind nothing is known of his past except that he emulates the more flashy aspects of the Luke Cage street persona now he they don't have any power shown they just said he had great leadership skills and I'm thinking that either he is Luke Cage of this particular timeline or he 
some kind of way knew of a Luke Cage and just took those. I, I don't know. It's 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 very it's a very weak um it's a very weak explanation of this character. Um, but Ashley and her fancy friends um go off to Las Vegas where he is like he's the ruler of that particular area and that like I said me not having read through Old Man Logan it came off as slightly confusing but very I'm very much interested in getting this run of Old Man Logan and reading through it myself uh I'm hoping that this isn't just some two or three issue arc and then it's over and done with although it seems that way I still would be interested in reading this run to one, see these characters played out on screen or on panel. And then two, if this is such a fleshed out and interesting story, what else, um, what other kind of adventures did we kind of sidestep or alternate versions of characters, even if they're not characters of color, which I would rather prefer, um, am I missing by not even reading this run? Um, yeah, so that's that. Well, what they did was they uh, got together, modeled themselves after the Avengers, and then with that in itself i'm wondering like is this something you did kind of going after the stories that your father once told you um modeling yourself after the avengers does that go into the territory of daddy issues where you're trying to i don't know get the approval or um support of a man who walked out on you and your mom um like you wearing the spider-man costume is that even seen as the same as a tribute to your grandfather or is that just like what i like to know the psychology behind some of the decisions that ashley has made uh even though this is a comic book character because i feel like there's a lot to work with there i'm not a trained professional i don't know much about psychology and therapy and all that but it would be interesting to hear from someone who either one knows more about this character in this particular run or two who studied this and knows about this um uh those type of issues and shit i might be just shooting a shot in the dark and be completely wrong but okay um ashley's team were captured and killed excuse me her team or her team was captured and killed while she was in prison um and then let me see i found something else about her being imprisoned let's see if i can't find that it was something small um let me see okay so when the readers first met ashley she was jailed by the kingpin this is like when her uh, team was killed and she was being forced to do battles in a gladiator style along with other fallen heroes um that part was left out of a lot of the information that I found on her. Um, but I thought that was interesting too. It's like you have this, um, which is kind of a trope in shows and movies period. Cause like they did it in game of Thrones. Um, they do it in a lot. I think even the first secret wars was set up that way where you had select villains and heroes throughout the Marvel universe, just paired together to fight in this gladiator style of, you know, a fight to the death. So it's a trope that's used, over and over again but somehow i'm just more interested in seeing how it plays out on panel with this black spider woman who is fully capable of taking care of herself but has all this baggage from her past uh which may or may not affect her i would just like to see that uh la 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 let's see what else okay so 
Her team was captured while she was in prison. Uh, her father and Wolverine rescued her, and that's when she revealed, after killing the Kingpin, that her plan was to take over his territory. Now, this is where her power comes in, like, as evidence, and that's why I need to read this room, because I'm slightly confused. What I found is that um, this is where it's noted that she has superior strength because she decapitated Kingpin with a shotgun. She didn't shoot him. She used the uh, handle of the gun like a knife and sliced through his neck and killed him. Well, if that's the case, what has been missing throughout this entire history of Spider-Woman? And is it that I'm reading it laid out chronologically that it seems like her powers were never addressed? Or is it when we first meet her, in the comics, it is established that she has super strength because she does these things. And then through flashbacks and stories, we find out her history. Like, I'm hoping I'm making sense because I'm, I'm kind of confused myself, but it makes sense to my head. <laughs> so forgive me if I don't. Please tweet me. Be like, look, brother, I don't know what the hell you was talking about. Explain more. But I'll try to do it once more. Since when the reader first meets Ashley, she's imprisoned by the Kingpin. Um and the very note of her having super strength is when she kills the kingpin by decapitating him with a shotgun handle since all that happens in her first like appearances of being on panel and we have the rest of her history is it safe to assume that she was just a regular human throughout her life who never used strength or never knew she had it until this point I, I don't know again I'm hoping I'm making sense if not please tweet me or email me and I'll try to explain it a little better but um but yeah but that being her plan to uh take over his territory she attempts to kill her father and Wolverine and but they flee and she sends a large portion of her army to kill them um, it's assumed that she remained in and remained in and ruled Las Vegas as the new kingpin in Wolverine number 67 and 69. Now this, I think, is very important because regardless to where Wolverine is in history, he's always had a healing factor. He's always very feral. He always has this strength. Like, he is a very dominant, aggressive, and another iconic character. The fact that Ashley first of all decapitates the man kingpin who had her in prison so it's either she had this rage that just took him out or she knew all along she was capable of taking well really she was confident enough in herself to know she was coming in to whoop his ass and, and ask questions later like i'm so intrigued by the fact that because i, I want to say she is recorded as being a villain and not a hero because she was taking over the kingpin's territory but hell with the life she had with a father that walked out on her a mother who had to take care of her by being a mechanic which there's nothing wrong with that but when you have a, 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 a i guess what's seen as a stable family household situation and there is no explanation as to why her father left uh i'm sure she was just as confused as the reader is because why the fuck would you leave when you have a wife and a child that's things are seemingly going good you know it's your prerogative but your your actions have consequences and one being that ashley now is doing what the fuck she want to do but the fact that she was able to put this little team together go in after the kingpin with the mindset that i'm going to take this man down and i'm ruling his territory although her, her team was killed she 
rose to the top so it could be survival of the fittest where she was just more um more uh suitable to lead she had more fight in her or whatever it is whatever you want to blame it on but the fact that this little black girl grew up to be this black spider woman and the fact that she was called spider bitch now i have concerns about that because there are a lot of spider women and men in the marvel universe alternate or whatever there's a latina one there is an asian one there is um this one the black one there is um the white one there is an alternate timeline where peter parker has another daughter and him and mary jane and the daughter are all spider people not once have i seen anyone else referred to as a bitch this black woman with spider woman because she's a villain she's spider bitch i haven't seen any other villain being called bitch anything now someone may have called them a bitch as far as um the characters calling someone but white queen who is probably the most snobbish privileged um bougie evil villainous villain of the marvel universe i've never seen her called the white bitch the queen bitch um let's see um apocalypse is one of the most powerful threats to the x-men never been called apocalypse bitch so the fact that it had to be changed to spider girl excuse me i get that you're trying to drive home um what she is and i don't even see her being established definitively as a villain or a hero you're in an alternate timeline where shit is all fucked up to begin with and then she rises to the ranks of leader and the new kingpin of this territory it may be crime ridden but again i have never seen the kingpin wasn't even called bitch kingpin kingpin bitch so there's something in that wording there that that bothers me um one of this character was created by white men and albeit they are white men who i enjoyed some other creations by them um but these storytellers because do not <laughs> do not give me the um the the um argument that because i haven't read the um the run that i have no business commenting because marvel just hired a black woman to write any parts of their lines with uh, Roxanne Gay in the World of Wakanda series that came out this year. If this character was created in 2008, there is no black woman writing this character calling her a bitch. I don't see that. So I already take issue with that. And so I, it's something that I think is important to harp on, even though they changed it to Spider Girl. The very fact that it started off as being Spider Bitch and there's no other character who's been established and that's been their name or that's been part of their title. I don't care if you call her a bitch because she's so powerful and and mean and get shit done. Whatever. Women, stronger women than this and actual literal women in the world have been called a bitch for that. But the fact that this is part of her title, that's what bothers me. And what seems like is a limited run in appearances um, from 67 to 69. But I also found that she has like 39. Let me see. It says... Um, ta, 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 ta. I want to say it says she has 39 appearances altogether, but I don't know if that's 39 on panel in those. No, I'm sorry. It, she appears in 34 issues. Well, when did this get changed? This is why I need to go. This is why I need to go read that run. But aside from reading it, like I said, there's no black woman who writ, who's written this character. That being said, give this character to someone because there's i'm not seeing much after um after she becomes the kingpin now there is an event called spider-verse which i've been 
<sighs> walking into my local comic book shop and I've been singing on the shelves for months and I've always felt inclined to pick it up but then I was like okay this is ridiculous this happened around Secret Wars Secret Wars, and Battle World and this mixing and mashup of <clears throat> Spider-Man, Peter Parker like going through different timelines warning or collecting spider people that there was a threat that was going that was targeting spider characters um, in particular which sounds good it sounds interesting sounds like a nice little event but I wasn't interested in it um I didn't too much care for the images I saw or even when I read the back of the trade I'll probably pick it up now but uh, <sighs> It just, it still isn't interesting. Um, what it says about Ashley, though, in the Spider-Verse is that um, during these events, she was now calling herself Spider-Girl, which is like, mm, now, that being said, do I get even more upset that she was created in 2008 and called Spider-Bitch when Spider-Verse came out? This is now 2017. I believe 2015 or 16 is when Spider-Verse happened. So all this time later, seven, eight years later, now... She's calling herself Spider-Girl? Okay. Um, she was recruited by Spider-Man to help fight a villain who was hunting down Spider-themed people across the multiverse. And that's the last that we've seen of Ashley Barton, Spider-Girl. And uh, I think it's a shame, just like I do with every other character of color. But the fact that Ashley, one, is the granddaughter to Spider-Man. When you have a uh, Miles Morales... Um, you have a Silk, who is uh, Asian-American. You have Miles Morales, who is ooh, black and Puerto Rican, I believe. Um, and you have even Gwenpool. I'm Gwenpool. Gwen, Spider-Gwen, who is just a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white girl. But at the same time, you have this diversity and inclusion when it comes to the Spider-Family. Ashley would be a great addition. Like, there was just the... Um, totally awesome hulk issue where all of the and i hope i'm saying this correctly forgive me if not but pan asian characters like totally awesome hulk um kamala khan who is um uh um t -t 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 i think southeast asian then you have silk who is chinese american um and there were i think there was a nova and i'm not <laughs> gonna go any further because i could be wrong but the what I bring it up because that issue was literally about these Asian characters getting together, hanging out, telling stories, doing work for um for their culture. They were discussing things. They got a lot of stuff wrong, like different assumptions, but they were able to kind of exist together discuss their differences and it wasn't a well i'm chinese american and this is what we deal with well i'm southeast asian and this it was very um conversational it felt very real it's just like you maybe meeting with uh, you know a black guy from the midwest meeting um i don't know a black girl from the south who also talks to one of their great uncles from I don't know, Egypt, you all being black, but having different life experiences and different things signature to you. And I might get something wrong. Well, because you're from Egypt, do you do this? Well, no, I don't. That's not what we do. We do X, Y, and Z. It was very much that type of issue. So I think that Ashley 
will benefit from being brought into the 616 <clears throat> where you already have standing spider members so you don't give me the excuse that uh, well what are we going to do with her there's like 50,000 spider people running around Marvel specifically New York at this point in time of varying ages all about teen preteen but there's so much material already there secondly she can be a standalone character you know we have um Gwen Stacy is alive and is Spider Gwen in 616 but from her universe Peter Parker is dead and you know the inverse of is ours Peter Parker is alive and Gwen Stacy is dead there is first of all these are comics and this is fiction so you're only limited by your imagination secondly hand this character off to a biracial woman who has the life experience of being of um, mixed race of being um having a, a white father and a black mother give her that and then i'm sure she whoever this person is knows her white grandfather it doesn't have to be that he's this powerful um spider-man character it's the very fact that you have the life experience the rest of the stuff is really just window dressing for the stories themselves most stories have a through line of this is this and they have analogies to different things this can be the trump administration this could be immigration this could be um same-sex marriage this could be you know ageism there's so many things you can do but i don't even want to give examples of what can be done when you can literally hand this character off to a creative team with this same background now they don't have to be it could be a black woman it could be an asian woman it can be, I don't know, a Hispanic woman, but give this character to someone who can give them a fleshed out story. Marvel seems to be throwing miniseries around like it's nothing since a lot of people aren't getting full-blown runs and series, which, what does that even mean nowadays? Because comics seem to be, you give a, a property to a creative team, they go for 12 issues, and then you reboot the line, and then you start over. So... The idea of a miniseries for me isn't even that big a deal because this seems to be the way comics work now. When I was a kid, it was X-Men went from issue 1 to 376 and so on. You don't get that anymore. I don't even see that with DC. So, for me, there's no excuse. The World of Wakanda, I think, is a 5 or 6 issue miniseries that is tied directly to the uh, Black Panther series that's going on now but even with black panther when he hits 12 issues um are we going for another 12 are we handing this creative team away from tanahasi coast to someone else like there's no excuse i feel even if you don't want to give her her own book there's there's ways to team her up with other people but i really think ashley would benefit from being her own independent character in the marvel universe a biracial woman who is the daughter of peter parker stick her in the gwen universe whereas peter parker is dead i think aunt may is alive still in that universe look have her go to her hey you're my aunt may yes from an alternate timeline but aunt may knows enough about the shit that peter parker has went through to be able to fully accept that there are alternate versions of people out there you know so hell she could tell her stories about her deceased uncle ben in her timeline like it's so many different directions you can take with this character uh and even if you want to make her a villain i'm wouldn't really want that but hell i love a good villain i love a good fleshed out villain give me the ashley barton spider woman kingpin paired up with a dr doom paired up with um i don't know that would be interesting dr doom and spider girl uh kingpin 
give me that series. Like, what are you going to do? Because Dr. Doom is a great and compelling character. He's male, but let her take the run. Let her rule a lot varia. Let Like, again, I digress. So take a step back. <laughs> this has been the issue covering Ashley Barton, Spider-Girl, formerly Spider-Bitch. <sighs> Apparently, that's a thing. But, um, yeah, uh, let me know what you think. Did you know about this character? Did I miss something completely? Like, always tweet me. I'm always available on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Um, <clears throat> but email me. You have any suggestions? <clears throat> excuse me, suggestions, comments, concerns, questions, issues. You want to say hi? <clears throat> What's up? Happy belated Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> why the hell are you going on hiatus when you're coming back? Don't do that shit again. Whatever. Just hit me up. Um, at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Hit the Instagrams at uh, carefreeblacknerd. Same thing with the Tumblr, which I have been seriously lacking. And I apologize for anyone who has been looking at the Tumblr, but it's been pretty dead over there. <laughs> um, also, check me out at carefreeblacknerd.com. Eh. Um, also, I am currently reviewing the um, CW's Riverdale uh television show and my own show welcome to riverdale um <clears throat> don't have a set schedule with releasing that i try to do it like every monday <laughs> honestly try to get it out before monday but monday is like my cutoff so that uh you can go and listen to that review before going on to the next show uh i know that's it again check out the man podcast with the host jay and baby huey uh to at this point, friends of the show, uh, where I'm featured, a uh, featured guest, excuse me, as well as Mr. Al Sweets from the Right Man Child Podcast. Link will be in the show notes. Uh, until next week, I want you to stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and uh, stay up on this Spider Girl because I'm gonna see if I can't find some more. While her, yeah, her, man. <laughs> All right, y'all.